hello and welcome to episode two of Tribe Talks. Already on week two. If you're here for the first time, you're more than welcome. My name is Dara and uh, this podcast is part of Tribe Youth Church, which is, as it says on the tin, a youth church. And we're based in Cork City in Ireland. Uh, on this podcast, we're going to be answering some of your questions and also talking about uh, our Instagram live <laughs> that we did. Uh, what, just what an amazing time we had. For those who didn't see it, basically everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Wi-Fi dropped, 3G connection dropped, TV stopped working because we had used it as a monitor to see slides. It was in some ways just a disaster, but in other ways, it was a great time. Great to see all the comments, great to see everyone engaged, and I think everyone had a lot of fun, which is always the main thing, isn't it? So today you'll notice that my partner in crime, Meg, uh, or Megan to some, isn't here with me. That is because of our current situation in Ireland that we can travel more than two kilometers from our houses she is not with me so we're going to try and do this a bit differently I'm going to record some of the stuff here and she's going to record it at home on her own phone and we're just going to give it a go if you like it give us some feedback but welcome to Tribe Talks enjoy okay we're going to start off with the fabulous wonderful Miss Megan Elizabeth Walsh Farrell. She's going to answer one of the questions that was sent in. So let's hear what Meg has to say. I really hope this works because we're recording from two different devices and trying to put it together. But um, we really miss you and we're really sorry that me and Dara can't even meet up to give you content the way we would have last week. So just apologies for that. And we love you. Um, so on to the questions that we received. Um, the first one is, how do you know when you found the one? And that's going to be funny to answer because I haven't. <laughs> Um, and I think um, the one is a term that like really the whole world uses. It's a very romanticized term and it's a very um, movie term. And the movies and books and TV shows kind of all make us feel like we have to find the one the way they find it in the movies. And I was reading a devotional the other day and I said, it just explained that and it said how it's a made up thing by the world to make us feel like we need to find the one when in reality God says that we choose a suitable partner for us and God blesses that marriage and you're saying Megan why are you talking about marriage again well if you find the one you're going to want to marry them uh, and our end goal is marriage as Christians um, and I would I would believe that. I think God puts certain people into our lives. And I think um, God's very strategic and he's very wise and he knows who we need. And he'll kind of, he'll give us indications and he'll give us signs and he'll give words to other people saying, um, I think you two should 
should be together at some point. Um, and the timing mightn't always be when you want it, which is something I had to learn the hard way. Um, but definitely, if his hand is on the relationship, then, then you found the one. I think if his hand isn't on the relationship, unfortunately, as much as you could be obsessed with them and be solid with them, they're not the one because God hasn't put his blessing on it. Um, so I think God make it very clear when he wants someone to be in your life and when he wants someone to not be in your life too, but he'll make it very, very clear and he'll give other people dreams and visions and words that you're supposed to be together and always ask your friends and like leaders and older people in the church to pray while you're in a relationship or when you're even seeking a relationship if God wants that person in your life to be the one for for you and they'll have a very clear yes or no you'll be very surprised they'll have a very clear yes or no on that um so I think moral of that question and answer is you choose who's suitable for you and who you think God is selected for you and put in your life and just pray that his blessing is over the relationship and the marriage so that would be um my answer to that great answer meg i agree i think when it comes to the one i think that's a big statement to make about anyone and we talked a bit about that topic last week on the podcast so go listen to that on relationship goals but a big question is are you the one so if you want to marry or be with someone who's so strong in their faith, they're a man of God, they're a woman of God, are you that? Are you a woman of God? Are you a man of God? Because if you're not someone who is, they won't even look your way. You might say, I want to marry someone who's rich and has lots of money. Can you look after your own money? I want someone who's unreal abs and just is unreal looking. Well, are you unreal looking? So, like... I know some of those are kind of silly examples, but it's true. It's what you look for in someone else. Are you those things yourself? And if you're not, the likelihood is other people just won't look at you in that way if that's what you want. So that's a big question. From from like a biblical point of view, it says in Matthew, in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, 20 to 21, it talks about Joseph. So Joseph in the Bible was due to marry Mary, the mother of God, and Mary was pregnant with Jesus. And it was an immaculate conception, meaning that it was God that literally put <laughs> Jesus in in Mary's um, womb. It wasn't anyone else. But obviously, like we know that that's like, crazy. If someone came out with that today, we'd be like, what? Like, that's impossible. So Joseph was going to get married to Mary he finds out about the pregnancy and wants to basically stop the marriage he doesn't want to go ahead with it but the angel appears to Joseph and tells him that he's still to marry her now obviously this is an extreme example but when God wants you to do something he's very clear on it and if God doesn't want you to do something usually he's silent on it so when it comes to who's the one If you're living your life in a way that you're honouring God, if you're living your life in a way that every decision you make, you put before God, how much more is he going to take that into account than who you marry or who is your partner in life? And God created the whole thing. And 
we looked at it before in Tribute Church for those who remember it about Adam and God said it's not good for man to be alone and that's why he created Eve so marriage is God's idea having the one or someone is God's idea when you bring God into it he's not going to do you dirty or wrong that doesn't mean that the relationship is going to be perfect it's the same as any other relationship you have your best friend or your family it's not good all the time there's ups and downs but if he's in it you know that he's in it so who's the one or how do you know when God tells you you will know and it will be confirmed time and time again when it's not the one usually God's silent on it or usually you'll know in yourself you'll just know it's not right and I think that's happened to a lot of us too <laughs> if you agree you've been in that situation that you're in something that you know you shouldn't be you're like uh can I get an amen amen let's go to the next question let's hear what Meg has to say now the second question is is it a sin to be with a non-christian that's a very I suppose harsh way to put it because it does say in the bible that we're not to be with non-christians it says we're supposed to um fall in love with christians and we're supposed to marry a christian and it's not that god wants to limit who we he wants us to be with he just wants to protect us at all times so if you're dating someone or you know thinking about uh, getting into a serious relationship or even texting someone who isn't a Christian and you know it's not sitting right with you and you know that if you try and bring up God they're going to shut you down you're not you're not going to be happy in that relationship because you're going to try and live one life and they're going to try and live another life and while you try and lift them up they're going to try and drag you down to their level and I'm not saying that every non-Christian is a bad person not by any shape or form but everyone has their own beliefs and everyone has their own opinions and they're going to try and you know um make you kind of think like them more than be susceptible to what you think um and i think the whole point of relationships in god's eyes is to for two people to come closer to god together because in god's eyes the two of you would be stronger together and that's why he would put you together. So I think if you're with a non-Christian and you're trying to stay for Jesus, but he's not, you're just being dragged away from God and your ultimate goal is to be brought closer to God and to be um, in unity with your partner um, and both of you trying to be close to God together if that makes sense so is it a sin sin is like I suppose yeah it is like it's harsh but it is but I just think think of long term don't think of oh he's so gorgeous or he's really he's really funny he makes me laugh like you can find that in a Christian guy too you just might have to wait a bit longer and just because he's Christian doesn't mean like that it's the green light from everyone you know you can be going out with Christians who you know, don't treat you very nice or who say they're Christian and don't actively follow God or aren't actively trying to seek God. They just like the title or they go to church. Just because someone goes goes to church doesn't mean that they're a disciple. There's a big difference between a Christian and a disciple. So I think just kind of think, is this person going to bring me closer to God or are they going to distract me and pull me away from God? And am I, I going to have to 
reevaluate this in a couple of years when I'm out of this relationship and start again as a broken person when you can start right now and think okay who do I want to be in a relationship like we said last week like who do I want to be and how do I want to treat people and who do I want in my life and what do I need to be brought closer to God like what am I missing that someone else can bring so that is how I would answer that question so yeah, I hope it helped. Thanks, Meg. Great answer. Definitely helped. So whoever sent that in, you are A1 and spot on. I think anyone who's trying to have some faith and relationship with God, that has crossed their mind at some point, especially as a teenager. It's everyone. And as a teenager, the hormones are raging. Your emotions are all over the gaff. You are not thinking with your head. You're not even thinking with your heart, and that's girls included. You are thinking, I just want to be with this person. And, you know, you might be saying, Dara, he's just so good to me. He's unbelievable. He's such a good person. He has such an amazing relationship with his family. Like, he believes in Jesus. Or you might be a guy and you might be saying, our hair is just beautiful. It's so, like, shiny. And she's just so sweet to me and we just have a connection you know um so does everyone we've all been there done that got the t-shirt it doesn't mean that you should be with them so why let's read the bible because we believe that the bible is true it's all true or it's all false we can't tip x out the bits that make us feel uncomfortable or we don't like we either need to follow it as christians and really disciples of jesus or do you know what like don't even bother in some ways so no I don't mean that don't bother but you get what I mean so here it says in 2nd Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14 so take out your bible and read along with this it's important to know what the bible says and what the truth is if you don't you'll fall for every lie so here's what it says don't become partners with those who reject God how can you make a partnership out of right and wrong that's not a partnership that's war is light best friends with dark does christ go strolling with the devil do trust and mistrust hold hands who would think of setting up idols in god's holy temple but that is exactly what we are and you are each of us a temple in which god lives so when you as a christian you have your morals and ethics or whatever you want to call it, but you're actually basing your whole life on the Bible and what God wants for your life. So when you become a Christian, part of the sinner's prayer that you pray when you ask Jesus into your life is that your life is not yours anymore. You're living it for Jesus and that includes your relationships. So how you live your life, what you want for your life and everything in that is based off what the word of God says the Bible for someone who's not a Christian, and they might be the a very good person, they could even be from a Christian home. It doesn't matter. Their values and what they're going to build their lives on and how they treat people is based off, I suppose, a lot of what they learned or culturally. And there's nothing wrong with that. But for you as a Christian, God's very clear. He's saying, look, if you want to live with me from a life point of view, who you partner up with, who you do life with, especially romantically, is so so important yeah I also think like 
look, at the end of the day, if you're going out with someone who's not a Christian and you're trying to be one, you're just never going to be on the same page about life stuff. So you're never going to be on the same page about your values. You're not going to be on the same page about building a future together. And I know you're teenagers and half the time you're just messing around. <laughs> but that's real stuff too. So It's just harder. And the Bible is clear about it. And look, call a spade a spade. If you're going out with someone, whether you're a Christian and they're a Christian or they're not a Christian, whatever way it is, you're attracted to them. And when you're attracted to someone, you do want to get off with them. Call a spade a spade. Let's say what it is. And the Bible is clear on that. So even if you have two people who love the Lord and honour God, honor God at any age, whether you're a teenager or you're my age, you're 27, to stay pure in any romantic relationship is so hard. Never mind if you're going out with someone who's not a Christian, who doesn't see the big deal about waiting to have sex or anything before marriage. And you'd be like, well, I'll save sex for marriage, but everything else is up for debate. It's not. The Bible is clear on it. Your body is a temple. Anything that you do, if Jesus was in the room, like that's your rule of thumb. As in like, if Jesus is in the room, would you be doing that with your boyfriend or girlfriend? And if the answer is no, probably shouldn't be doing it. Uh, another good one is don't touch what you don't have. That's a very good one. <laughs> All these Christian <laughs> things from over the years. Uh, but but let's see what the Bible says on, on sex and, and everything around that. So again, in 1 Corinthians, know your Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 16. I'm reading out of the message version of the Bible. It says this, there's more to sex than skin on skin. Sex is as much spiritual mystery as physical fact. As written in the scripture, the two become one. Since we want to become spiritually one, with God, we must not pursue the kind of sex that avoids commitment and intimacy, leaving us more lonely than ever, the kind of sex that can never become one. There is a sense in which sexual sins are different from all others. In sexual sin, we violate the sacredness of our own bodies, these bodies that were made for God-given and God-modelled love, for becoming one with another. Or didn't you realise that your body is a sacred place, the place of the Holy Spirit? Don't you see that you can't live however you please? Squandering what God paid such a high price for. The physical part of you is not some piece of property belonging to the spiritual part of you. God owns the whole works. So let people see God in and through your body. Lads, you can't get clearer than that. Any type of sexual sin, for real. If you're if you're not willing to be committed to that person, um, if you're not willing to take it seriously, and that's why we talk about like before, you know, even it's just a kiss or I'm just at a disco and I'm just messing around. It's not. It it completely dishonors God, and you can't separate the physical from the spiritual. It's all included. So. Why shouldn't you go out with a non-Christian and is it a sin? If you're following Jesus, yeah, it is. Um, but a lot of things are sins. It's a sin to look at a guy or a girl a certain way and have lust. It's a sin to to look at certain websites. It's a sin to gossip. It's a sin to listen to um, 
certain music or people that are overly negative and I let it affect your thoughts so put it in context but as you heard there sexual sin or anything of that nature it's the hardest one to get over so just guard yourself protect yourself it's not everyone saying it's rules and you shouldn't do it let God give you a conviction on it but what would my advice be if you're thinking about someone who's not a Christian and going out with them and you're trying to be a Christian run run for the hills just don't do it um, and that was very heavy. But on a lighter note, let's hear what Meg has to say now. Next question we got in was from Dr. Dan, and it was from the live stream, um, our first live stream, Instagram Live, um, which was two weeks ago. I can't believe it was two weeks ago. That's crazy. Um, and he said, what's our roadman? And I looked up on Urban Dictionary to give Dr. Dan the definition that he needs. So it says on Urban Dictionary, a roadman is a definition of a 12-year-old boy to a 30-year-old adult uh, that comes from the United Kingdom, mostly England, who deals drugs, smokes weed and cigarettes with their gang. Um, so yeah, another description of it is a typical teenage boy who drops out of school instead of doing uh, and instead do these things, uh, smoke weed, wears tracksuit bottoms with bomber jackets, rides around in their area on bikes and commits crime, robbery in particular, shows aggressive and intimidating behaviour, uh, lives on benefits, acts tough and hard and chills in shady areas in front of fast food restaurants. So that's what a roadman is. So I think um, that can give you a very clear description in your head. Um, that was... My source was from Urban Dictionary. Do not come for me. It came from Urban Dictionary. Look it up. It's there. Um, also, um, on our live stream on Sunday, um, we had a few technical difficulties, but that happens. That's okay. And we did the best with what we could, but what we have being restricted to a 2K distance like to leave our house basically like we can't like me and Dara ideally would go into church and create a video for you um and we couldn't do that so we did the best of what we could and to be honest I really enjoyed it um I loved hearing Dara's message and I think it hit home for a lot of people I think the way we did the video um it was very raw in a good sense it was very much like about the content and it was about what are we trying to talk about like wh what message are we trying to get across and I know for me it definitely was an eye-opener on what type of person I am I'm an emotional person and that's 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 fab like that's so good um in some sense and in other senses it can be so so bad and you're not dealing with any logic in your life because it's all emotions um and I know some people like Dara would be very headstrong and would be very logical and would tend to shut down their feelings um wish I knew what that felt like <laughs> um so and I, I seen in the comments a lot of because we asked people to vote, like if you were a feelings person, give a love heart. If you were a 
thinker then give a brain emoji and a lot of people were 50 50 and i think that's such a blessing um and i can't wait to see you in person and to just talk about that more in general because i think if we are in tune with our inner self and if we're in tune with how we communicate and how we feel things or don't feel things and how we think about things i think it will be like putting on and like glasses for the first time and being able to see clearly um because i know that that's how i feel at the moment there's a i've had a few revelations this week um and Sunday definitely helped with that. And I'm, I think during quarantine, I just encourage you to just, just sit and be with you and God, like be with God and like be present and just think, ask God to reveal who you are, the good and the bad. And, you know, I think just seek him on it and just be like, who am I? Because I'm going to be completely honest. I don't really know who I am fully um and that's okay a lot of people don't Uh, there's very few people who do um and I'm sitting with God and I'm like okay God reveal to me who who am I and what are my bad attributes and what are my good attributes and don't focus solely on the bad like oh I'm such a bad person oh I do this and you know like don't beat yourself up over it learn from it and grow from it and learn to change it and talk to your friends that you trust and who love Jesus as well and get them to pray for you and get them to you know be on that journey with you and you be open to being on that journey with them too um and encourage each other that would be my advice for this week um because it's hard doing it on your own but we're on our own for a reason I do believe as a Christian we're on our own for a reason at this time and I think life is so busy we get so caught up and we don't find time to be with God and now it's like we could spend every single day all day being with God if we wanted to um and it's still hard it's still hard to find time to be with God even when you have nothing to do like don't sit and think that I'm that I'm sitting at home praying all day every day. No, I'm struggling too. I'm finding it hard too. Um, but we'll all get through it. And I think the biggest thing I learned from the Instagram live was who am I? And how do I communicate? How do I talk to my friends? How do I talk to my boss? How do I talk to my family? And how can I communicate better? And how can I be a better person? So that would be my prayer for you this week. Um, and I, I just pray for your minds and your hearts. I pray for the thinkers and I pray for the feelers. Um, I miss you a lot. I know I said it already, but I do. I miss you a lot. And I can't wait to get back in action. Um, and I am recording this live from Mayfield. So that's all I have to say on those questions and on the live stream. I pray that you have a beautiful week. And I genuinely will be praying for you as a whole group and I will be praying for your minds and your hearts and and I just pray you have revelations upon revelations this week uh thank you so much for listening um you still bring me joy even though I can't talk to you um so thank you for that so thank you for listening and tune in on next Sunday for another Instagram live and 
listen out for our new podcasts, our TikToks, our Instagram posts, the whole shebang. Thank you guys. We love you so much and have a great week. Isn't she such a cutie? Live from Mayfield. <laughs> Who lives on the north side? Yeah. I don't even live in Cork. I can't say anything. Uh, yeah, Sunday was... As I said before, it was one to remember. I think the talk itself, though, about feelings. Uh, just being honest, when I came off the Instagram live, I was probably the most emotional I've been since this quarantine or lockdown or self-isolation, whatever you want to call it. I was very annoyed and frustrated at just, like, technically what, it, what went wrong. And I, like, had to take really the rest of the day (laughs) to process my emotions and I literally just cleaned and talked to Jesus and listened to music and just tried to get it out rather than shut it down and go grand da la la so I would say that emotionally I'm very balanced as a person maybe I shut emotions down a lot but I try and deal with them when I can I've gotten much better but even as Meg said like it's affecting us all so just to encourage you in this week coming it's okay if it gets emotional it's okay if you're struggling with it I think we all are unfortunately at the moment but God is good and we just encourage you again go to God with your emotions and look at that Time is up for this week, and that was in a blink of an eye, Tribe Talks episode two. Buzzing. If you liked uh, today's podcast and talk, please let us know. We're going to be posting some snippets on Instagram. Comment on them, give us some feedback. We love to hear what you think about what we're doing. But I think that was a good episode. I definitely enjoyed it. And I think it was good to talk about those things. Your questions were excellent. Send in some more questions as well. It will be available on our Instagram at Tribe Youth Church. Follow us on TikTok at Tribe Youth Church. And you can catch us on Sundays live on Instagram. Again, Tribe Youth Church. And stay blessed and stay safe. Have a great week. We love you loads.